Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! Episode 191 of Shirt Show. We're talking with Aaron from Hello Merch in Arizona. Let's go! Uh, check, 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 check. Can you hear me? Can we hear? Can you hear? You can't hear my whispers. I think I think we're going. This is a whisper show today, guys. <laughs> so as usual, at the last minute, we decided to do podcasts at and uh, grace, gracefully, uh, graciously, uh, Maggie decided to help us set up at the MNR booth because we love her and she's she's good to us. Got you. I got you. Thanks to the team though here. Mm-hmm. So how um, how was Vegas? Vegas was awesome. Uh, a lot of people thought I was there to go to the PPI show, but I wasn't there at all for that. I gambled and went to the Sphere, and uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I heard you put all of your money on red. Well, I came with 500 bucks cash, which is usually what I do, and if I lose it, I lose it. If I win more, that's cool, but I never do. And, and I got cocky, and I just was playing roulette, and I got up, and I had 500 bucks in chips, and I was like 500 on red, and it was black, and I lost. And I had 100 bucks left in my pocket. Tyler was with us after dinner, and uh, he's apparently a poker wizard. And I gave him the 100 bucks, and he made 400 on my 100. And then uh, it was good. It was a good time. He won 12 hands in a row. So he gave you back the He four. gave me my 100 back, and then he kept all the money. That's and not gave fair. Me nothing. That's not cool. <laughs> I know. So You needed to charge him a little finance. It was his skills, like, though. Can he I did. Have some? He did set up the whole Vegas trip though, so it was awesome. Can I have well, that's some? True. Some of my money. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Ready? Frank. So look, it all starts with the screen. Whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com. F F F F F. Rank.com. Or greatfuckingscreens.com. <laughs> Cleaning screens is no fun, but Easy Way makes it way more funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will make reclaiming screens a whole lot easier. Check them out at easyway.com. Easy Way. It's the easiest way, baby. I haven't seen Alex yet. No. Um, have I you? I saw him last night. He's got like, a huge booth over there with blue water. He's got a huge booth. Graphex is the source for production-ready digital art and remote art staffing. Go to graphicsource.com to learn more about what they can offer and let them run your art department so you can focus on running your shop to the into the ground. Nobody wants to do that. I don't think, <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe we should. Maybe that's what we should do. Start over in life. Choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated and that's why we love Chromaline. Go to chromaline.com to watch Kev's vids or contact him on the IG at the emulsion guru and get the answers you deserve. Howard Custom Transfers. If you're not using DTF or screen print transfers in your shop, you're doing it wrong. We have partnered with Howard Custom Transfers to get you the transfers you need fast. Check if them. you don't buy a Quattro. If you don't buy a Quattro. Check them out at howardct.com. I'm right. out. Love you, Thank Max. You. There it is. So, Aaron, if you want to, uh, could you introduce yourself for us and tell us what you what you do at Hello Merch? Yeah, my name is Aaron Burns. Um, I work at Hello Merch. My main job is production manager uh, for all our screen printed goods. 
Um, I just make sure everything gets done on time. We do a lot of uh, fulfillment for bands. Uh, so we have a, we run web stores and do fulfillment on that end. So we have print orders to keep our stock stock up. And then uh, the other end of our business is uh, touring support. So we ship out, we print tours and ship out everything for for our clients. Now your guys' big focus is bands, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's our that's our little niche that we found for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we do take on like uh, we've got local clients but we don't we don't really even advertise for it or anything. Right, we right. just it's kind of word of mouth that's built our local business up. Um, and we're kinda not it's kind of nice because we're not in that undercutting kind of like scrambling to get eat up all the local right. work from everybody we've kind of we're our own customer yeah, more yeah. or less um the business is split into two parts there's hello screen printing which i covered and then hello merch is the merchandise side of everything which is uh we sell records buttons pins hats things that we don't produce in-house um we still stock and carry everything we have a fifty thousand square foot warehouse that's two city blocks long so wow. And yeah. that's on the same. In. That's on the same side as your production. It's, it's in the building. It's got its own area. Okay. Yeah, we keep production separate to keep dirty screen printing away from the, the nice stuff. I think for a lot of my career, when I think of like, uh, like web stores and band stuff, like Hello Merch is like in the top three for me. Of like, he's, he's been at it for. Uh, we're coming up on 16 years. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he was in a Sam. Sam, the owner, uh, was in a band and. Uh, just the trouble of getting merchandise and yeah. and things like that he's experienced so he took it upon himself to start up the whole the whole thing because he has a great understanding of right. what bands require you know it's usually how these businesses start is with someone being frustrated as hell at a certain thing and then they just do it better and sam's a great guy i've worked with sam before we did live printing for the uh, band shirt day oh, in nice. uh, Rockefeller Center. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah that's uh, that's another part of our our, our business. It's uh, that's a little bit of a joke that we say, "What business are you starting up next?" But right. he got band shirt day going, and uh, he's got Wasteoids. Wasteoids, his podcast. Um, we we're trying to get a want to get into record pressing ourselves. Oh, really? Yeah, that seems intense. It, it is. Um, we were looking at buildings, but the pandemic hit, and it just it didn't work out at the time. And right. we're it's down the line for us. It's our. It's our I team. saw this is a separate topic, but I saw like Jack White was at Third Man Records or whatever. Isn't that his thing? Yes. Where he makes all his own now too and everything. Yeah, uh, I've been to that store. Um, I'm originally from Michigan, and oh, really? uh, going to Detroit and his little Third Man store is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I respect what he does in getting. Um, out of print things and right. keeping them alive. Right. You know, a lot of that music can be lost. Do you guys feel like records is like a huge part of that business now though too? Because oh, a lot absolutely. of people, it went, it went back hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't have the exact numbers on vinyl we ship out, but I know like next week we have a, a new release that's 3,000 pre-orders right. going out the door. That's crazy. Did you see there are pressing records out here in the lobby? No. no. I don't know doing what, but how, but I saw it. There was a big oh, line. Oh, I saw records for sale or a yeah, booth but they with were, records. They were, they were pressing, heat pressing them somehow. Um, I don't know. They just put their name on it. Is yeah. that what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and then, uh, so our building, our building has its own kind of business as well. We've got like an event space. We started up, uh, 2019, we got the building. It took most of the year to renovate it. And, uh, 
2020, we're going to start events and things in our event space, but the pandemic just kind of killed that. Right. But uh, we're starting that up this year. So the building's actually another business for us. It's got a nice space that you can rent out, conference room, uh, two event spaces. So That's one of those things, like a lot of us printers that were in bands, like I feel like my early dream before I was a screen printer was, oh, I want to own a venue. Yes. So to have that space is pretty sweet. You guys yeah, could have shows was, or something. Uh, the only in February 2020, right before the pandemic, we he did his little band reunion show in the event space, and uh, it was it was a hit. And then two weeks later, COVID shut everything down. You know, sucks. So so how did you get into all this? You were you a, were you a printer long before, and then yeah. you decided I'm gonna tell everybody else what to do. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, I started out as a printer. I learned in high school. We had a, a class that, uh, vocational school that you could go to. So I would take my, uh, I would go there into graphic design and printing and learn. This was still in the days of cameras and dark rooms and developing your film to, and making positives right, yourself. Right. Um, early days of Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, yeah, and so my teacher got me a job with another teacher's husband who had a print shop. And uh, started manual printing, uh, moved out west to Phoenix, and uh, got a job uh, being a printer. And it's just grown from there. Um, moved through a couple different companies, and uh, yeah, eventually they they trust my trust to be enough to kind of put me in a, a production manager position. And I've just kind of been at that since. Me and Andy have talked years now. Yeah, me and Andy have talked about this before that it's not always the best decision to make a production manager out of your best printer. I, I I've heard you guys talk about that, and it's definitely that's the hardest part. Not but, saying you're not a great printer. No, uh, the, <laughs> I'm just I, saying that like, how I'm do you feel about to that? Always improve. The hardest part of it is um, the human side of it. Uh, you can schedule oh, yeah. schedule things, presses run an X amount per hour and deadlines, and you can make all that work, but the the people part is the hardest. Yeah. The hardest when, part. When you say, though, um, as a press operator, at some point you burn out of that, or you, maybe maybe you feel like you've plateaued, you know, and you're looking for more. It, it's, at some point, I mean, is that how you felt when you were on press? Would you Were you wanting to get off press or? Um, at the time, it was like our, our production manager left, so it's almost like somebody needs to step up into the role, right. and uh, you gain that trust, I guess, from the ownership about um, if you can handle it or not. It's more of a, you, somebody has to put faith in you and give you a shot almost, but yeah, as a printer, like, that's kind of where you top out and like where else is there to go you know you can get into like the art side of things or pre-press side of things but like that's kind of like the top position in a, in a shop is right. like where, where where do you go beyond that you know which do you think is more stressful running a press all day or being a production manager uh, yeah. oh dude that's easy question <laughs> yeah. i think uh I think running a press is pretty stressful. Um, if if you're a production manager and you have everything set up and you have uh, operating procedures and you know what you're, you you got your schedule down and outside of like tracking goods and deadlines, that's the biggest stress I would believe. But um, a press operator has to deal with all the problems of. Uh, just running the shirts, job, just yeah. running the job, and yeah. shirts being a pain in the butt, or uh, 
stunting out, working on the press, screens breaking. And then on top of that, you're responsible for actually getting the job done and staying on schedule. Yeah. So I think that's a bit more stressful position. I got a question for you. So one thing that we've been kind of struggling with is more Bill's a great production manager. Like if I said, hey, here's the jobs we need to do. This is what we need to get done. Like they crush it as far as printing and like quality control, like everything that has to do with the actual manufacturing is like great. The hardest part we have and he's having is just managing human beings. Like people with someone's in a bad mood today or someone's yeah. whatever, they got in a fight with the person who's catching at the end of the dryer or whatever. Like how do you how do you manage that part? Because to me, like the rest is like, oh, we can do math and we can like lay Com- things out. Completely. But the human aspect is like, what the what the hell? Like, and, uh, like I'm kind of like realizing myself is like a little bit conflict avoidant almost. You know, you don't want to. Oh, yeah. like, that's, that's a hard thing. Is, me. is uh, stepping in and like you have to be that manager and you have to take care of those things. We had an incident where people were screaming at each other and you just have to step in and and sort it out. And sometimes it's just everybody has a bad day. So do you send somebody home? Like, is that the like? Um, or do you tell them to go like talk it out or is it more like a one-on-one HR thing? It's or? a one-on-one HR thing and, and the instances we've had, um, I try to get both sides separate people, let them cool down. Um, unfortunately, it's only, we've only maybe had two incidences in five years and uh, two of the people end up getting let go. Like it was just, right. it's, it's more of a people thing than... Uh, they were just kind of like a bad fit, I yeah, guess. Yeah. You got to kind of find the right people. Sure. And it's taken us like four years. We've been at it four and a half years since we started production. And we've got a great team now, but we filtered right. through like 40 people to, to right. land where to we get are a sweet now. Crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, that's the hard part is, is the people. And uh, yeah. I just feel like, like it's not necessarily people are having an actual argument. It's more like someone gets pissed about the way someone does a job or something. And then it's like, all right, well, well, let me move you over here and this and this. But like, I feel like those things build up and build up to where it's like, the discussion usually ends up being like, is this person not good at their job? Or are they in like a weird part of their life outside of work? Or are they like, do they not, are they not a good fit for this position? I feel like just in general, it's a hard job because you're, you're, managing human beings are you saying that like they're they get upset with other departments because maybe that department's whatever however they're doing something makes it harder on them yeah well it's usually like shop versus the sales floor you know what i mean like they bought heads or it's like i said like press op versus press op or have you guys ever had people shadow different departments or actually do that other roles you know what i mean not not necessarily cross train but just live a day in somebody else's somebody shoes. Else's shoes. Yeah. yeah, we do it in our production area. So I have I have uh, f- like folding and finishing. We have the presses. We have screen department. I kind of take everybody around every every. Try to do like once a quarter. Everybody right. walks around. We learn what everybody's doing, and that's my challenge. Um, to my team is like I want their input just because this is the way things are done currently. I'm, a, I'm open to ideas. Right, right, like, right. I want to find the best way in what works for you. What would make your life easier is my question to people. And and like, what can you do to make the process easier for the next person in line? Yeah. If my screen guys are making screens, 
well, why don't we number them one through 10? And then my press guy doesn't have to look at each screen, find Figure out what out which color one's it which. is. It's just set it up. And that, right. saves, that saves a few seconds. But over the course of 1,500 setups right. over the year, now you're talking real time. Right, you know? right. So it's all about... I. I want, so in our, to answer your question, in our department, we, we kind of shadow and move people around. I've got some cross training. People will start in screens, get a handle for that, uh, move over to the presses, uh, just as uh, career growth. Or you start as a catcher, you work your way up to a printer. We've had, um, we, don't, we haven't hired a single uh, person with any screen painting experience. Yeah, we trained everybody from the ground up. So, so is that you, is that your go to? Like, is that your that's what you prefer? Yeah, uh, um, I guess we we probably just haven't had any applicants that are screen printers either. Strangely enough, we do all our hiring through. We'll put a post up on social media saying, "Hey, we're hiring entry level." No, right. no so entry. What's entry level. level for you? Is that at the dryer? Yeah, we'll do a dryer. I've had. Uh, uh, like a puller? folding uh, pullers. I kind of I want the, them to start at the dryer and be responsible for understanding what a good print is before yeah, you're like up, that. Up, up at the I press like that. pulling yeah. things off. Right. You need to know that that looks. Well, the, good. Other, I think the other part of that though too is that they have to actually organize them in the correct boxes and fold them right. And they're like we're noticing that too. Like we kind of got spoiled with someone for a while where it was like they were just really good at it. Like we never even had to think about it. And now we have a new person and it's like well. How do you not understand that these get folded in these dozens and they go back in this box and it's like, you or, know, they're kind of mixing things in boxes and whatnot. It's like, well, if you can't handle that, should you be on press? Right. And it's, it's so you have to give people the right amount of training. Right. Um, we're actually, um, our little ownership group, uh, we have a little like board that we made to kind of make company decisions um we're actually going through training on that kind of stuff and one thing we learned or one thing our guy hammers into us is like people need to hear something seven times to hear it the first time and that's pretty you, good you can see it it's like i can tell you something but it's almost better to ask you what did i just say how did how do you take this right like did you absorb this did you absorb this do you understand what I'm, i didn't say we're leaving at one o'clock today i said like we should be finished printing by one but like some people right. hear it as well oh, we're gonna leave we're gonna leave at one o'clock right. so i think training and having like standard operating procedures for people to read um eliminates a lot of this is the way we do it currently and that's always updatable yeah, so no. I had I had a class on memory. Uh, I have a psychology degree. Oh, nice! Which um, is very impressive, right? I bet that helps a little bit with um, the uh, actually it actually does help a little bit um, with meetings and things like that. Yeah. The inside, sure. But we had uh, one of my classes uh, was on memory, and the other way to commit something to memory besides repetition is to scare somebody. So you need adre so adrenaline when adre adrenaline releases. It commits whatever has happening to long-term memory. So think about it like so if you you're, say like fold this, then you go Fuck. exactly. <laughs> yeah, or stepping into the machine and so I'm, I'm, recommend, yeah. I'm recommending something like that, like right. maybe at your be shop. Like, hey, yeah. this is how you load a shirt and then push you them push as it spins. I think it would yeah. be more Air efficient. Horns, right. behind them. It'd be more efficient instead of seven times saying something, yeah. you just scare the shit out of them. It's like a kid burning his hand on the stove. He knows never to <laughs> never do that. that. Well, that's the thing. So everybody's going to make mistakes and you need to make the mistake to learn from it. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? We're going to have misprints. Um, I don't get upset about it, but I don't want the same problems happening again. Like 
Oh, you burned some tri-blends because you didn't turn your flash down. Well, now you've learned, hope, now you've learned. You should have learned and next time around you'll be more conscious of the flashes and what do you like find that. is your biggest bottleneck as a production manager like what is it that the biggest struggle that you have i guess um and it's not necessarily just for you it's for every production manager every shop like what do you feel like is the hardest nut to crack basically uh for us man it's getting it's getting goods um, a lot of times we're waiting and there's delays. We're, we're in Phoenix, so it's not terribly far from here. Like everything lands in Long Beach that's produced overseas or um, so it's a straight shot to Phoenix. But right. uh, get, getting blanks in for us. Um, Are you guys doing any custom blanks, like your own blanks or no, anything like that? No, we haven't. We haven't done that. We just offer offer the standard stuff to everybody. Right. Um, that's, that's what I can think of for bottlenecks. We're pretty well oiled as far as in production right screens are always a day ahead they're well, the cool thing on for the you like thing. you said is most of your production is your you're printing for yourself we're, yeah we're our own customers right. so we're not waiting on uh our, our biggest thing is turnaround time when when do they pay order shirts get them here and right. get them to knoxville in five days now how does know? that work from i guess sales to you because it's Hey, we need, we did a pre-sale on this store or, Hey, we need to refill for this store. Like, how do you get that information to, Oh, we need to print more stock for this band or whatever. So the sales guys have, they run reports. We, we sell through, uh, everything's back in through Shopify. Right. So we have all the stores set up. Um, there's inventory controls on there. The account managers, um, cycle through their reports and what, what's getting low. We built a, um, we have a custom app for our, our warehouse space. Yeah. And it literally is a grid that shows we have all these cardboard bins and uh, everything has a spot. Each Everything has a skew. Each skew has a spot. You can look at the map and it'll literally show like you're out of this or this spot is awesome. full. Or So we run Printavo software. Cal managers get in touch with their accounts and like, hey, you need to re-up. Um, cash flow is a problem for some bands and it's just like, well, we can't afford to do it yet. So we're going to wait. So their store might run out of stock or something, but generally, uh, if everything goes smoothly, it's like, okay, we'll just re-up it. And, um, the nice thing about that too, is you always have physical samples. Yes. So to look at, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't mess that up. You can go grab one off the shelf. So I do take production photos of everything, but you know, you guys know like your camera is not really how the shirt works. Right. The production photos are more like, are, is all the verbiage there? Is all the, all the, you know, design oh. look correct? It's not precisely for color matching, but like you said, we have that samples generally right, available. Right. Um, and it trips me up with discharge colors and you take a picture of a golden shirt and it looks yellow and you're like, well, the thing with I, that too is you could get a different blank and the discharge is gonna look totally yes, different. that's the worst. Uh, surprise blanks in your order. Uh, how fun. picky are the bands though, if you are off a bit? I mean, are they flexible typically? Or do you find, you find it to be that you do have to get an exact match. Are they expecting it to match? Like, I guess it's current inventory on the road too that they yeah, don't want it so to. We've been bit by this a few times. Some bands don't care. Some bands really it's care. It's always the one you don't expect too that cares so much. Yeah, and so we, I've kind of, we implemented a process where our production artist will make you a, a mock-up 
to send back to the customer and say, this is what we're going to do. You sign off on this. Right, right. And he'll list the colors, like 485 red, 1795 red, right, or right. whatever. And it's like, as long as I hit that, that gives me an out, more or less. Like, okay, we told right, like you, you we're going to do this. You, you, you agreed to this. Like, yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to do this. This is what we, we promised. Thing, yeah. This is what we deliver. And we've been bit too many times in giving discount, like, uh, you know, try to keep keep everybody happy, smooth, yeah. you know, smooth things over. Like we'll give, we have given discounts and stuff, but I want to stop doing that. Like that's money out of our pocket to discount shirts because the left chest is a half inch bigger than you wanted. Right. And so we dimensions, colors, here's what it's going to look like. Here's what we promise. And if they sign off on it, that, that kind of gives me an out. Are you guys offering or have, like, is this something you have to do with certain bands is do physical samples before you can print the large run? Like, they want one mailed to them? Uh, a, a couple bands, yeah. Uh, very, very few. Um, I think they the account managers have built... What happens with some bands is one manager handles 15 bands. So you develop those relationships and they're confident in the product you're going to deliver. So you built that trust right. and they, some don't, some, some of the, some customers do want to sample though. And we'll, we'll provide that. We were working for this uh, management company that was dealing with all, a ton of bands and they were really big bands. And you know, you'd be surprised at some of the band names and they, they'd be like, Oh, well this one huge band would, would just be like, print it, whatever. This is a mock-up looks good. Print it. And then there'd be this other band that was like, the management company would give us this and they were like sending us a ton of business and they were like hey we need a physical like one-off mailed to the band to approve and i'm like this sucks and they're like that's just how it is and i'm like all right well it doesn't have to be but whatever but it'd be like a 12 color front 10 color back we print two shirts set the whole job up two shirts take it down set the screens aside wait like three weeks to hear back and then set it back up to print like 800 shirts and then and you charge for that well that was the thing is when we got them they were like well we don't get so and so we worked for before didn't charge for that i was like well that's that's bullshit like you're like i do right yeah <laughs> exactly that's but then like, they were like well we're sending it. you like you know thousands and thousands of orders and blanks and whatever like are, do you want to do this or not and it was during like weird COVID times and i was Sometimes like well, fuck with it, that, we'll take though, it. i kind of think like it's almost better if you do for your own you know, it's like cover your own ass because right. if you don't do that and you send it to them and they don't like it they reject yeah. it let's say we then basically told them like once mm -hmm. the slowness stopped we were like yeah we don't want to work with this anymore like i'll take reorders if you just are like print this yeah but i'm not doing any more like production samples this is this is horseshit like i'm not setting yeah. up a 12 color i was like this takes forever yeah like, and i think it's 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 a case-by-case -case basis so if it's like Man, my, my best, my, one of my best accounts is asking for this, like... Right, well, that's kind of sure. what it was at the time. Yeah, and maybe it's like, you can get, charge them for the screens, uh, you know, right. depending on how, how you break down your charges, but like, you pay me the screen charges this time, and we my don't, thing we is don't charge like, you on the, if like, it's, send me the 800 piece. If it's rod. a 12-color sim process print and we're printing like 10,000 shirts, I'm like, yeah, let's do a production sample to make sure this is 100% right because I don't want to print this whole yeah, order to sure. find out we fucked it up. But if they're like, we want a production sample for 200 shirts mm, yeah. and it's a 10-color front, 8-color back, I'm going to tell them go to hell. Like, I'm yeah, I think it's that. what Aaron said. It's uh, it's case by case. You know, there's certain customers who you don't budge for. I think we talked about this. It's been a couple of years, but we used to have this thing where 
um, like your your best customers, you have you do certain things, certain more things for, let's say. So like you would do a yeah, rush. Yeah, like the white glove service. White glove service. You do a rush charge, like sorry, a rush service, no charge. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you would just take care of them. Whereas yeah. another customer, you'd be like, sorry, there's a rush charge. And so I think that it's important to know, and you know, like which customers. Um, are going to get that kind of service and know when to always like you don't always do it like right. you don't every single time maybe do it but right. I think part of the problem is too is like am I the person deciding that like is Aaron and are you de- are you deciding that like when you do that sort of service like who decides <laughs> well that's the funny thing too yeah. is like me I get these big accounts and I that's my job that's my role is to like outreach and find new clients and whatever else i might have worked so hard to get that client in the door and then find out near the end that they have these weird stipulations like printing test prints and everything else and then i go to my production manager i'm like hey this is what we got to do and he like hears it for the first time and it's like i will kill you like we are not doing this this is not a good idea this is how it's going to slow production down it's going to whatever and then it's kind of like uh that's another one of those things where they're like they have to understand that your role too like it's important like you have to to keep this the presses spinning sometimes right. you have to do those favors you know but to say that though it does give you that slap of like reality of like oh uh, yeah, it's nice to get the sale, but like, is this actually doable? Which I think is really cool. Like you were saying earlier, is now you have like kind of a round table of like, what is it? You, yeah, like it's our, a production manager. Yeah, and- so I, I handle production. We have, we have like um, the, the, kind of like general ma- human resources. We have the sales lead. We have the systems person um, and like the money person. Right. So we all kind of come together. How often do you guys get together? Uh, and every talk Tuesday about for an hour and a half. That's awesome. Every week we, we sit down. Do you down feel like that's actually productive? Yes. Like it's being, it's, like it's, you're stoked on it? Yeah. Uh, I look forward to it every week. I built I built my weekly schedule. Or like I, I don't miss, the, can't miss those meetings. So what Unless is that? Unless you're like going on vacation. Like we're solving like top level problems. Right. I'm looking, when I'm in, when we're in that meeting, I'm not the production manager. I have to be above that and look at what's the production manager doing and take myself out of the equation almost. Like it's it's more of a top line company growth and company issues. Right, it's like next leveling things. yourself every time. So you guys aren't just getting together on Tuesday, you eat some donuts, you shoot the shit and then you leave. No, we're solving the goal right. is to come in there. What problems can I help you with? Right. Um, now's the time. Yeah, now's the time. So I, I'm coming here and like, uh, last week, my mom was like, I'm going to ISS. Like, you guys, does anybody need anything in particular? Sales guys, are you are you getting asked about garments that, like, what can I do for you? Right. You know, and, or, if, uh, you know, um, personnel issues, um, company problems, systems and processes. Um, all these things are getting revamped um, uh, kind of on the fly right now. We're all working towards it. Um, it. It goes back to that system I was talking about where we had a coach and it's a, it's an entrepreneurial program right. that we're doing. It, it's it's a little cheesy, like in the in the in some sense, but at, it, it, but it's all common sense and business things. I don't have a business degree. I don't. I, I'm just a you know. I came up through you got screen, screen burning screen smarts. Yeah, exactly. So screen smarts. Learning how to make decisions that for the business, for the betterment of the business, having a 10 year plan and uh, somewhere to reach to now, figuring out like uh, what we're about and what our niche is. I think we all could use a little more of that, you know? That's for sure. That's a sweet idea. I like having that round table. uh, So we're here at ISS and what 
like, are you here for a certain reason? Are you looking for some equipment or are you seeing what's new? Why, why are you here? Um, I'm looking for equipment where we just paid off like two weeks ago. Our, our first, we, he bought the stuff five years ago and uh, it got paid off like two weeks ago. And now you're like, let's spend some more money. <laughs> well, we have that money available. We, right, right. we make monthly payments for five years and um, keep reinvesting in the company, right? Right. Like, that money's available to to that like for equipment so now well, the funny thing is too so much has changed equipment wise and industry wise in five years like absolutely what um, are you guys looking at now to um, move forward i'm looking to get a uh we're, we're heading towards 100 percent water-based production is our goal right um do so, you like that yeah absolutely is um, that your pushing towards that is that you personally uh, or it's a lot of bands are asking for it right yeah, and some some don't even care. So right, lot, yeah. Some don't care at all, but it's something we want to do as a company. Right now, you're blended, so you do some plastisol, some water. Yes. Based. Um, every when we took over, like I said, I had no no experienced people. So the easiest thing to get in the get your foot going with these guys is like, let's get some plastisol in. Right. Let's teach you how to print and get those guys up and elevated, and then they can teach the next people and keep growing this branch it out as you grow but um he hired me specifically with because i'm familiar with water base that's awesome and the last shop i was at we were 100 percent water base and uh coming here now the goal for this 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 year is like get us to at least 80 percent which i think we're actually really close already all um all new jobs are getting water base. Everything new, I have to keep the keep matching the old stuff that are things that we've been doing for the last four years. I have to kind of keep the same. That's gotta be tough. Like, what does your ink department look like? Knowing it's, that it needs to be bigger, I need more space. Everybody's ink department so, needs to be bigger. Yeah, um, we got our plastisol inks, we got our water base inks, and they're separated right now, but they're growing, and I'm starting to run out of room. So the idea is to whittle down the the plastisol side of things and make sure our water-based library is as complete as we can be and just kind of phase the plastisol out maybe right. i can find somebody that'll take it off our hands or i got um, a question for you before we get to some other stuff uh with the band and the fulfillment and all that stuff have you guys put hard thought into more of like the dtf kind of stuff for more of an on-demand rather than printing bulk quantities and putting them on a shelf? Um, a little bit of thought into it, but we're not really happy with the feel. Right. Yeah, yeah. We don't want that iron-on, yeah. smooth, slick feel of everything. Yeah. So we're still kind of in traditional screen printing, but that's what we like. Yeah. And it's a customer's world. So right. what is the customer Except, right. Well, that was my whole thing is we we as printers are like, I don't like this. I don't like the feel or whatever. But then nowadays, if you go into any retail market or whatever and you look at the shirts and it's like there's a large percentage of things that are some some form of transfer or heat applied product. Yeah, exactly. And that, like I said, that's where I think that's where the market's going. Um, I forget. Uh, it was Mark Coudray on your show. He's like, once digital's entered a world, like, 
it doesn't leave right and it just gets better and better so i don't think we're quite there yet i love that you're sticking with printing and going more hard into water base and all that stuff i just wondered like you said you now you're at a point where hey we're done with this equipment we're looking into new we're expanding the building we're growing the business or whatever it's got to be a hard look yeah. of like hey let's at least dip our toes in and we've we've had a band we've had a band leave our company because they want on-demand printing right. you know they don't want to have an inventory and order 36 shirts to have on hand and right. across 10 different designs and now you know well that was the thing too with this other company i was talking about earlier is we were i had a meeting with him and we were talking about things and one of his arguments for again it's when they say it is the way it is with the whole like oh i need to print a sample whatever he was saying it's hard for him nowadays to get new band merch for certain people because they want to say tomorrow turn my store on like i could sell tomorrow but when you're printing everything you're kind of like all right well give me two weeks to like print the stock put it in the sh on the shelf and we're gonna have everything ready to go yeah and they're like we just don't want to wait we just want to be like tomorrow here's like they have a, an idea tonight and they want to on the store tomorrow yeah that happens to us all the time so we set it up as a pre-order Okay, right. your store is live, you start selling. We'll, we'll cut it off in two weeks and see where the numbers are at. And right. that's what we're gonna print, plus a little stock extra. How, how do the customers feel about that, knowing that, do, do you ever get some upset people that are like, hey, where's my shirt? I ordered it two weeks ago. Actually, it's not even gonna ship until two weeks, right? Yes. So, so, so what happens then? Uh, they email our customer service guy, uh, Chris. He gets a lot of strange emails. Uh, I, and that's like, um, you just deal with like some people can't, we put on like orders will ship out between these dates and yeah, but they don't people even, don't read, yeah. you know, people don't pay attention. So he gets all that blowback. And well, that was one of the things too, when we had fulfillment and we were offering it. And that's one of the things that really made me turn it off is just people are dumb. <laughs> like you straight up saying it's in bold on top. There's some of them even have counters of like counting down of like when the pre-sale's done. Yeah, absolutely. And they're like, I ordered a shirt yesterday. How come I don't have the tracking yet? And it's like, you fucking moron. Well, like, we, this we is even, a pre-sale. We, we can't even like, we can't even print out the UPS labels the night before because it, they they'll, they'll get their it. thing and be like, it's shipped. Right. And it's like, we wait till the day of, we're gonna ship that order, kick out these labels. And then their email goes out that right. your order has shipped and it's really true instead of a one day delay that like people will get upset over. Yeah, and true. like going, circling back to what you were saying earlier about like stressful things for like printers or production managers, like, it, that's like the sales guy's stresses. It's like, I don't have to deal with customers. Right, like right. that's a whole other ball game that, no, that's not for me, you know? What do you think's the toughest part of your shop? Is it, uh, is it production, like actual printing of shirts or would it be the fulfillment side? Which, would, which is tougher for you guys? Uh, I think the receiving, receiving is really tough because so many products are coming in. You're taking care of the printing side, sorting all the shirts out, but then like bands just send you stuff and don't even tell you they're sending you anything. What do you mean? Like stickers or what? Yeah, we got some Christmas cards for a band and they were addressed to the salesman, but like from what band, from who? And like our shipping guys, like what, what is this? And he's supposed to find the product and be like, I received this, but we get a lot of just random, random shipments from bands, you know? We try to have a form, there's a submission form for like, what are you sending us? But not, not everybody uses it, you know? 
it's supposed to make life easier, but for us, but not everyone, not everyone fills it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the hard part, I think, for us. Fulfillment has um, fulfillment has a bottleneck where they're like, we got four thousand records to ship this week, and that's all hand hand packaged yeah. things. Records so, are really hard to ship too, because yeah. you're afraid they're going to melt or bend or break yeah, or whatever. Yeah, we we made a we have a little record mailer that we made. It's got our logo printed on it and instructions for the carrier to be careful with it and. Which, which side do you have more people on? Like, do you, is, is your fulfillment team larger than your production team? No, my production teams, uh, counting myself, were 12. Okay. Uh, the whole company is 33 people. Oh, so man. they have, uh, they've got like four or five on the, the fulfillment side, but um, we'll go to help. Like when things are slow for us, we'll go over there and help them. Okay. When we get busy, they'll send people over and help us. Um, that's the nice part of the two companies is um, there's always something to do. Right. You can we're, shift them sl we're slow in January. You guys know how January is, man. Yeah. Like it's dead for printing, but we just had a, we just got a new client that like is huge for us. And starting Monday, we're shipping out a ton of their records. So I've got, I don't have to worry about scheduling one of my presses next week because they can use three people on the other side of the company. I would that's love sweet. that. Yeah, yeah that's, know, great. It's, that's great. It definitely helps for slow times. Yeah. And uh, when when needed, man, all hands on board. If it's not a, a store reprint, restock, and kind of get pushed to the side a little bit, I, I can run that next week. It's not a big deal. Uh, tour shipments, priority. Pre-orders, like, these have to be available. Right. But that's my blessing is we're a little bit flexible outside of that. Like, oh, a restock can be done next week. Let's go help these guys get these right. stuff they, out they the need door. the merch on the road. Like if they miss even a date, they lose a lot. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's the hardest part because it's out of our, and it's, it's, a, it's out of our hands. Once it leaves the door, right. shipping delays are the biggest nightmare for right. us. So like, we try to build in a buffer day and just even with this blizzard this last week that hit the south really hard, um, we've got a, we missed a show. That sucks. And it's not our fault. It's right. just the, was the it weather. Was it or was it? It was, it was uh, the shipper. Shipper. Yeah. They, when you get that U UPS notification that says due to bad weather, inclement yes. weather or whatever, that's the worst. That's the worst. We try to build in buffer days for ourselves. We ask them, like, can you take it early? Is there somewhere we can right. ship this? UPS store. Ven yeah, UPS stores. Venues don't have the space. And they, yeah. they might not be open every day of the week. We always do a UPS store. Yeah. Because then it won't get lost. There's always one near a venue in some case. Yes. And it's it's always I been like really that good. Tip. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks uh, thanks for being here. We're going to do real quick some over-unders, and then uh, we'll let you go check out the rest of the show. Awesome, man. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. And I, uh, just to, I really appreciate what you guys are doing with, like, the community and stuff. Thanks, you know, it's like everybody should be sharing information. It's not a – I think it goes back to that Mark Coudre show again where he's like, it's not a, a trade, like a, a big secret. Like, yeah. share what you know and, and build, a, build a community. And that's yeah. been the nice part of – of this for me is uh and this go around of our business is building the, the network and the community and being able to talk yeah, to people it's, i think it's, it's fantastic what you guys do it's always little things from everybody we talk to and like i always say like i selfishly get a lot out of this too like even talking to you makes me really want to talk to bill and be like maybe we need our own round table 
Like let's like literally come in with a plan every week of like, how can we elevate this? How can we get better at this? What can we do? So yeah, like, it's like we, we list the, uh, the biggest comp- what are our biggest problems and let's prioritize this and right. attack this one solve it yeah. and move on to the next and hopefully yeah. it never comes up again I love that. And, and you're it's on awesome. to the next problem and yep. Andy right. hit me so some over-unders I have three today first one is chicken fingers <sighs> ooh so everybody loves chicken fingers overrated I would say <laughs> overrated uh, everybody does love chicken fingers it's but they're true. They're, they're hit or miss. Yeah, they're, they're, I think true. there's a lot of misses out there. I'm going to say something that might be weird, but it might just be a weird texture thing for me. But like, if I ever get t- chicken fingers or tenders or whatever it is, like, <laughs> this is going to sound so creepy. I like when they're like skinny long ones, not like <laughs> fat, chunky ones. You know okay. what I mean? Oh, like I, I always I, pick I those you. out. I feel you. You actually got pretty... Basically, you had chicken fingers last night. A giant they, they chicken fingers. Giant, yeah. yeah. Were they crispy or like no, kind of mushy? Frank, uh, actually, me, Bill, and Frank, I think all got the and Anthony, Frank's son. Yeah, all got the chicken mashed potatoes gravy, like yeah. country fried chicken, basically. And uh, it's, I love that meal. It's so mm. good. You can't lose. But yeah, anyway, the mm. chicken chicken tender thing. Uh, properly rated. I think you're right. I think some people do a terrible job and they call them. I think this, the mistake is if you get chicken nuggets that you don't want that. No, yeah. I, I think they have to be fingers actually, <laughs> and, they're, and they're better. So the and then they are fingers? underrated. Yeah. Um, next we have dimly lit restaurants. Ooh. They're good for under the table fun. Yes. <laughs> I would say. Uh, properly rated. I don't hear people raving like. I, I feel like it's weird when the restaurant's dark as hell and then they have a spotlight on your table. Yes. Yeah. And then it's just burning in your eyes the entire you got these time. Weird shadows on your table, yeah. like puppet shadow theater. I like them though. I like when they're moody. Yeah. yeah we think, went to some really good ones in Las Vegas. I think they're appropriate sometimes, but I'm gonna go with severely overrated because I went to one. It was two nights ago, I think, and we went with friends. And I, I tell you, like, you couldn't read our menu. Like, you couldn't even see hardly each other. Like, I had to get my phone out to look at. Because s- their food sucked, and they didn't want you to see it. <laughs> they actually had. Yeah, there you go. They actually, That's the truth. These chicken fingers are gross. And we actually, we actually Find did order chicken sticks. fingers, by the way. We did, and they were delicious. <laughs> but you could hardly see them. I don't know what the fuck they were. They tasted like chicken fingers. So I'm, I'm, I'm with like, uh, I like some light, a little bit of light. I like anyway. a candle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know? Darker bar. I would prefer a bar over a restaurant, yeah. well, I would say. Yeah, that's for picking up bold. ugly chicks. That's <laughs> yes. all that's for. Yes. Or ugly males, whatever you're into. All right, last. And I've been using them a lot these past few days. This is going to be something about health or vitamins so have, or something. It's shit. nothing about health. <laughs> it maybe could be, but um, I'm going with Uber. Oh. Yeah, what do you think about Uber? Uh Overrated? <laughs> I mean, man. Was everything overrated? Yeah, yeah, he's like, fuck this. All this stuff sucks. No, I, said, I think I've, the restaurants were even for me. Okay, okay. Chicken okay. fingers are overrated. Uber, uh, overrated, man. It's it's useful, though. I must say. It really is. With all the traveling that I do, 
I feel like the old school way of thought, and there's still friends I have now that like always run a car. And I'm like, dude, I don't have to worry about picking it up. I don't have yeah, to worry about true. dropping it off. I don't have to put gas in it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like even now we have the Airbnb would, and it's like a tight alleyway. It's like I don't have to park a car. I don't do anything. Yeah, I walk outside of my we place. Were staying, there's a valet charge. Like there would be overnight yeah. parking, you know, fees like, and I stuff. Walk out, so I hit Uber. It says some John's on his way. He's gonna pick you up. That's right. He's bumping some music. You get in. It's uncomfortable. He talks so you're to you going about with cats. What, properly. I mean. I think it's properly rated. I would say underrated for the people who still like fucking running cars. I, man, can I change? He kind of swayed me. But <laughs> since I've been to Long Beach, it's been the worst Uber experience I've ever had. At I the had airport, we sat for a half an hour while it just tried to find us a car. Hmm. And then even coming from the Airbnb to here, it didn't work. And then Bill had to use Lyft. Hmm. So I don't know if it's just Long Beach in general, but hmm. like seriously... Uber has saved me a million times. Like even from a bar or something, you yeah, could true, like I don't true. drink, but like if you have drunk people, you're like I'll call you an Uber. I'll take you right to the hotel. Like you true. don't have to drive. Well, nothing. Safer. Well, what about chicken fingers and a dimly lit Uber? Ooh. As long as you're dipping it in something that's not from the Uber. <laughs> I like it. I like that. <laughs> then we're good. All right. Yeah. On that note. What if you mistakenly grab something you think is a shaken finger? <laughs> On that note. Thanks, That's dude, for doing this with us. Appreciate you guys. it. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank wow, you. We can actually shake hands like yeah, that. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's right Nice. Oh, nice. Thanks, dude. We'll see you. All right, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks.